I said, Amen. Amen. Are you okay? Um, get ready. We are going to be taking off our flight time today. is going to be for just 25 minutes. Hallelujah. Uncle Fred, I found your key. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter number 2. We are reading from verse 37 to 47. Acts chapter number 2. From verse 37 to 47. Now when they had heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord has called. Verse 40. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who had gladly received the, his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Verse 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Amen. Come with me to chapter number five. And we are going to look from verse 12 again down to 21. Reading the scripture is also part of the sermon. Hallelujah. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of them dared join them. But the, the people esteemed them greatly. And the believers were increasing, increasingly added to the Lord. Multitudes, both men and women. So that they brought the sick out into the street. And laid them on beds and couches. That at least the shadow of Peter passing may, might fall on them, on some of them. Also, a multitude gathered from surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirit, and they were all healed. Verse 17 says that, Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, that's the sect of the sad, you see, and they were filled with indignation and laid hands on the apostles and put them in, in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison door and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And they heard that. And when they heard that, they entered the temple and early in the morning taught. But the high priest and those who were 
with him came and called the council together and all the elders of the children of Israel and sent them to prison to have them brought. Obviously, they were not there. Hallelujah. But this is to continue what we've been talking about, the contagious church. Hallelujah. The contagious church. I told you that the anything that is contagious is infectious. Anything that is contagious is something that um, you cannot you cannot be around and not catch it. When there's a contagious disease, everybody is scared because anytime you come into contact with a person who has that disease, you will catch it. Are you with me? And and, and the, the 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 idea that Jesus had was to have a contagious church, not a quarantine church. There's a difference between a, something that is contagious and something that is quarantined. Something that is quarantined is the opposite of something that is contagious. When it's quarantined, it means that it is kept in her house. It's kept in a secluded area so that nobody catches it. Nobody even is aware that it's around. In fact, when you have a contagious disease, they take you to the hospital and they quarantine you. It is Satan's idea and Satan's uh, plot to keep the church quarantined so that we come to church on Sunday, we make all the noise, we make all the prayer, but Monday Christ is not seen anywhere. As soon as we leave the building, we leave Christ here and we go about our lives and then come back on, on Wednesday or come back on Sunday to come and have Christ again. That is a lifestyle that most of us have. But that is not the lifestyle that Jesus had. In fact, if you look at the Bible, in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says that how Jesus, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. That means that Jesus' ministry was a contagious ministry. Jesus' ministry was a ministry that was going out. It was not kept within the confines of the church building. It was always out. But today, we have a church that is kept in. So we started talking about this, this uh, uh, subject of building a contagious church. And the idea is that by the time we finish this uh, series we are talking about, CICC should become a contagious church. I said this church must become a contagious church, which means that anytime you come into contact with any member, of this church, you must catch the bag. I said to you that a contagious church is full of contagious Christians. Because without contagious Christians, you don't have a contagious church. Am I talking to somebody? And so, and so we must understand that we are the church. We are the people that are supposed to be contagious with Christ. You went quiet on that one. I said, we are the ones who must have so much of Christ inside of us that we cannot wait to share it with anybody. We are the ones who must go and infect or affect everybody with Christ. And I said to you that the best example we have of a contagious church was the early church. Amen. The early church was a contagious church. The, the, the scripture that we read both scriptures in Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 5, it's almost the same. Because you hear, the, you hear the one phrase that the people were 
in awe, scared. No one dared join them, and yet they were multiplying. Have you, have you seen it? The, the, the Bible said that no one dared to join them, but yet they were attractive, and everybody wanted to join them. And I said to you that uh, if you look at Al-Qaeda, when Al-Qaeda, uh, IS, when IS, ISIS came, everybody did not want to associate with them. And yet it was the fastest growing cult or whatever you want to say. Because anything that is contagious is, 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 is something that's attractive. And I said to you that people may not understand your ideology may not understand your passion, may not understand why you do what you do, but they'll respect you for what you believe. Are you with me? They'll respect you because you believe in something and you are prepared to live and die for it. Unfortunately, Christians today, we don't have any belief. We don't have any passion. We don't want to die for anything. See, Islam believes that if you die today, then it's the will of God. So they run towards death. Ah, are you with me? But, 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 but Christians don't know, Lord, don't leave me be anywhere near temptation. Deliver me from evil. I bind it in the name of Jesus. This one will not come near my dwelling place. Ah, hallelujah. But I want us to look at Five principles, if, if God permits, five or six principles that made the early church a contagious church. Hallelujah. We started last week, isn't it? The first thing we looked at, at was they were abiding in Christ. I think uh, Pastor, uh, well, I think it's, it's, it's Pastor Ben who said that we need to abide in Christ. You need to have Christ inside of you. If you are going to be a contagious Christian, if we are going to be a contagious church, we must be a church that is Christ-centered. Hallelujah. Our focus must be on Christ. Today, the church is not Christ-centered. When you go to a church, sometimes you can go through a whole service and never hear Jesus Christ mentioned. Sometimes you can go through a whole, and you can hear Satan mentioned more times than Jesus. Hallelujah. But the church is not about Satan. The church is not about witches and wizards. The church is not about the demons that are in your father's house or your mother's house. But these days we hear more about the demons in our father's house and our mother's houses than Jesus Christ himself. Listen, the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You shouldn't give so much attention, so much respect to Satan more than Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who is, is, is the, the, the greater one inside of us. Amen. So we have to be filled with Christ. Amen. These guys were crazy about Jesus Christ. They were willing to die for Christ. When the high priest said that don't preach. You see, the, the story we're reading, if you continue reading the story, it says that they, they went to the prison and obviously the disciples had come out the apostles had come out and they were in Solomon's porch preaching. So they went there this time. They were afraid to go and drag them. So they just invited them that come to the Sahedrin. We want to have a word. No, they put them in the jail last night. And they didn't even ask, how did you get out of jail? They were afraid to ask. And then they said, oh, don't preach in the name of Jesus Christ again. Hallelujah. 
But Peter said that if it's good for you that we don't preach, then it's up to you. But for us, we cannot help but preach Jesus Christ because we are filled with Jesus. What is in us, we have to share with everybody. What is, 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 is inside of you? What are you full of? Hallelujah. The second one was what? Did we talk about the second one? We have to become a community of followers of Christ. That, and we talked about, you know, let, let's go, let me go. The next one, let me give you another one, the second one for today. The second one is a contagious church is built in a family atmosphere. He said that they, they were together. Isn't it? Look at, uh, look, uh, sorry, Acts again. Verse 40, um, the 40, 42 says that, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayer. The, my principles are all from this particular verse, scripture. Amen. They were together. They were together in a family type of atmosphere. You see, what, what creates togetherness is fellowship. And when we say fellowship, it's fellows in a ship. Do you understand? Fellowship means fellows in one ship. That means that we are together. You see, in those days, the ships did not have uh, engines. They did not have engines to propel them. What they had was strong men who were lined in this half of the ship and in that half of the ship. And they roll the boat forward. They propel it with their, with their propellers. Are you with me? And, and, and that, the word fellowship comes from that thing. So fellows inside of a ship, they have to learn to roll together. So it means that we go up together, we come down together. We go up together, we come down together. We go up together, we come back together. We go up because we are in fellowship. We are fellows inside of the ship. If the ship is going to move forward, then we have to be together. And we have to row together. And for us to row together, we have to think alike. We have to be in tune. Amen. That is why you must never be in a church and have another agenda. You must never be in church and it's like, as for me, I'm in this church, but my spirit is in that church. You don't understand what you are doing. That is Satan's plot. Because it sets confusion. So that in that church that your mind is, somebody is also there, but their mind is also in another church. And because your mind is another church, you are the confusionist. You are the agent that Satan has. You see, I, I was looking at something, pastor, and, and then I realized that Judas was the only non-Galilean amongst the apostles. He was from a little village in the south. A little village in the south. He was not from, let's say, if all the Jesus' disciples are from, uh, give me a town. They are from Leeds. Judas was from Cardiff in the south. 
Are you with me? And so with him, he never saw himself as one of these guys. Are you with me? He never saw himself. So he, anytime everybody said we are doing this, he said, oh, he goes along, but in his mind, we are this this uh, northness, this Yorkshire people. This Yorkshire people, this Yorkshire people. And, and, and so, if you read uh, the, the, the Bible about the two guys that Satan wanted access to, he said that Peter, Satan has sought to sift you as wheat. But I pray for you. He asked for permission. But as for Judas, he had him. The scripture said he had Jesus, uh, Judas. So, Judas, they didn't need permission. Because already his heart was susceptible to any other spirit. Because he was not a fellow in the ship. Are you, are you, are you getting it? He was, he, was, he was of another mind. And so having another mind in being in one place is Satan's plot. Against you yourself. And against the whole church. Because when he comes, anytime he wants to attack the church, he'll come through you. Your house is already open. It's inviting, inviting for him. Because you have another spirit. You have another mind. You have another agenda. Are you with me? It, it doesn't work. And you see, there God can't really move. Because I read in Psalm 133, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is the place that anointing, they flows from the head to the beard, to the skirt, even the underskirt. For there, the Lord commands his blessing. A place where they have fellowship. A place where they have the same mind. A place where they are pulling the same direction. That is where God's blessing flows. You cannot be in a place and have your spirit in another place. You are not a good person. I didn't give that example. Can you imagine you are married to somebody and your 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 heart is for another person. So every time you are looking, you see, you despise the person you are married to. And you look longingly at the person that you are not married to. So you are married to this church, but your heart is in another place. Hallelujah. You will not do well. You will not do well here, and you will not do well there. And you'll be a stumbling block here and a stumbling block there because they haven't replaced you there. And here you have not placed yourself anywhere. So you are causing a blockage in both places. Uh, let me move on before some people take my message. <laughs> I have a lot of back, back, <laughs> back seat preachers, I tell you. Amen. Listen, togetherness is very, very important. It's, it's, you see, the Bible says that he that breaks the hedge, the serpent will bite. Are you with me? And when you break that togetherness, you allow Satan in. And you are the first person who will bite. How come, how come uh, Peter did the same thing as Judas? Peter betrayed Jesus. In fact, Peter did it three times. Judas did it once. But Peter was able to be re revived. But Judas hung himself. Think about it. It should tell you something. It should tell you something that when you have another spirit, another heart, things don't work. Because one little offense, you can't even forgive yourself. 
Hallelujah. Some people want to really help, uh, frustrate me, but I won't be frustrated today. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't need your help. <laughs> Listen, we have visitors. Behave yourself, all of you. Number three, number three, number three. In fact, I feel like preaching the message so much, but... Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> Number four. Number three. Hmm. It, it, you see, Jesus made a prayer in John chapter 17, verse 20. He says that, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Amen. That the glory which you gave me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. See, in this, you see something. The glory of, 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 of God is revealed in unity. In unity, in oneness. If Satan wants to destroy anything, he copies what God did in Genesis when they were building the Tower of Babel. The Bible says that and God said that these people is one. He didn't say these people are one. So these people are so united, they are not even plural anymore. They are singular. These people is one. And what they have put their hearts to do, nothing can restrain them. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in and change their language, confuse them, so that instead of talking about us, they talk about me. Once you move from us to me, your language is changed. And once your language is changed, we are not getting anywhere. Once it's about you alone and not the collective body, we are not going forward. And see, you are not going forward either. You see, when I want the head to go up, I move the legs, the toes, move the, the, the hip, everything. Move, because we are, all we are doing is to push the head. Do you understand? All we are doing is to push the head. But guess what? The toes are up. The heels are up. The knees are up. Higher than where they used to be. In pushing the head, the whole body has gone higher because we pushed in one direction. 
But if the leg says that me, I want to, my ministry is to go here. And then the hip says that, as for me, all this while I've known that my ministry is sideways. Even where I'm placed shows that my ministry is sideways. So the hip wants to go here, the leg wants to go there. And then the torso says that we are, we are going to try and push the head up. Where do you think we are going to end up? We are going nowhere. We are going nowhere. You can't have a, a different ministry from the whole collective body. We are going nowhere. I hear my time is up, so stand to your feet.